Hello, thank you for joining me on Humanities Radio. I'm Jana Cunningham with the University of Utah College of Humanities, and today we're discussing Dia de los Muertos, the Day of the Dead, a two-day Mexican holiday held on November 1 and 2, celebrating the lives of loved ones who have passed on. Tanya Flores, Assistant Professor of World Languages and Cultures, is with me to discuss more. Let's begin with the history of Day of the Dead. The origins come from both Aztec and Catholic traditions. So, Professor Flores, can you talk a little bit more about how the holiday began? Yeah, um, thanks for having me, Jenna. Um, So, I wanted to just kind of clarify that this is not my area of expertise, so I'm not a historian. Um, I'm a person who celebrates this holiday, and it's dear to me, so I wanted to join you. Um, I think that for your question about the history, like many traditions in Mexico, it's a blend of indigenous and European um, traditions. I think the rituals are originally Aztecs, Aztec, and then it moved to line up with the Catholic calendar to November 1st and 2nd, um, which are All Saints Day and All Souls Day. And I think that combination works because the point of both of those is to keep the memory of loved ones alive. Um, so it overlaps thematically. And just um, just so we get this kind of out of the way, Day of the Dead is not the Mexican version of Halloween. It is Correct. completely different type of holiday um, that mm-hmm. celebrates death in a different sort of way. And I just uh, I want to make sure we clarify that just from the get go that some people in the U.S. may kind of think of it as just me- Mexico's version of Halloween, but it is completely different. And that's what we're kind of going to get into today. Yeah, exactly. I think it's just the the days, like because it's October 31st is Halloween and November 1st and 2nd are um, Day of the Dead, that it seems like it should be more related, <laughs> but they're, they are very different. So how has the holiday evolved through the centuries? So overall, I think it's expanded over the centuries to more areas that celebrate it. But how it's exactly evolved is a little harder to say because it's celebrated differently in different places. Um, some of these places have maintained the same traditions that date back, you know, centuries. Um, as an example, I was in Michoacan one year about, hmm, it's been almost 20 years now, and the island of Hanitzio is a really famous place to celebrate Day of the Dead because it's a little island in Lake Purepecha, and they light up the like they light up the island with candles. It's really, really beautiful. Um, and I'm sure they've been doing that for hundreds of years. And they might have changed the way they do it a little bit, but it actually is still very um, traditional. It's very uh, historic. It's a custom that's been observed, and I don't think it's changed a whole lot. Um, the basics with the other Los Muertos is the uh, altares, the little altars that people make in their home, which they're still doing. Um, maybe the details of what they put on the altar has changed, but n- not not much. I mean, I can say just from experience with family members who have said how they used to do it, you know, grandparents saying how they did it when they were children and how we do it today. It's very much the same. So I think it's not changed for a lot of people. Um, probably the bigger differences are more 
related to how it's celebrated in the U.S. versus how it's celebrated in Mexico. Um, there are places in Central America that celebrate it as well. Uh, I don't have any personal experience on that. I just know that they do. But in Mexico, people who are living in small towns, they still visit the cemeteries. They still light candles from their home to the cemeteries because they're close um, and they can. So some of the details really, I don't think have changed. And that's one of the really special things about this this holiday. So take us through both of the days, November 1st and 2nd. What are the celebrations like? Um, what What is done differently on the 1st and the 2nd? And kind of how, how do you observe both those days? Yeah, okay. So November 2nd is the main day, I would say. It corresponds to the Catholic um, All Souls Day. That's the Dia de los Muertos like tradition. And then November 1st is All Saints Day. And in Mexican tradition, it's the day of celebrating the children who have died. So the second, the November 2nd is the day that you celebrate adults who have died, which in most families, of course, is like grandma and grandpa. And that's where a lot of the traditions get observed. But of course, if you have a child who's passed on in your family, November 1st is then a day that that people do something special for that child. Um, I think that as far as how they're celebrated specifically, it might be very similar. So on both days, I mean, like similar to how you would celebrate um, with an adult versus a child, except for the, um, okay, so for example, the main thing is to make altars in the home. So there's a flower, it's it's um, a marigold in Spanish, it's sempasuchil. That's actually the Aztec word. Sempasuchil uh, is the traditional flower that you buy and you put on your altar. Um, incense, some people burn incense. And then the um, pictures, you have pictures of all your loved ones who've passed. Pan de Muerto is a sweet bread that people make and it has a like a cross shape on the top. And then a very traditional thing that I've actually never seen an altar without this, his favorite food and drink of the deceased person. And so obviously if it's a child, you probably wouldn't have had necessarily a food or drink for that person, but you still have the flowers and the pictures, if you had pictures, depending. Um, and the pan de muerto is just kind of general. That's just something that every everybody eats. Um, but the food and drink, can be custom to what that person drinks. So on my own with my grandfather, we put like something that he really liked or we make like, my grandmother used to make tamales before she passed or like, you know, people make like food, actual dinner type food that they're going to eat. Um, so that that's what the altares have. It's pretty traditional. Um, in the US, I've seen art exhibits on Day of the Dead or educational events. Um, kids crafts, we've taken our daughter to events where they're making like the paper decorations, which look like little flags and they're cut out, um, skeleton theme, sugar skulls, all of that. Oh, oh, the sugar skulls, a really popular thing is um, sugar skulls that you eat and they're very decorated. That's um, probably the images that people associate to Day of the Dead in the US are of what a sugar skull looks like that you eat. And those are sold everywhere, you know, in, in Mexico. Um, the last time I was in Mexico for Day of the Dead was about 20 years ago. I was in Querétaro, and it's a city in the center of Mexico. 
and starting around early October, you could start to buy everything, the sugar skulls, the flowers, you start, they start selling them pretty much everywhere. Um, so it's very prominent. La Catrina is a common image of like a, a woman, a skeleton. She's a skeleton, but she's kind of become like the face of this too. Yeah. So that that's how these things are celebrated. And then when do like the, do on um, both November 1st and 2nd, do they have those, you know, the big celebrations out in the streets and the festivals? Do those happen on both days? When I was in Querétaro, they had a lot of things starting already in middle of October and going through. And then the main days, the first and second, were actually more solemn and private because people go to the cemeteries and they eat with their loved ones on their graves. So I know this might sound a little bit morbid, but it's really part of this tradition where it's a way of kind of keeping people alive, like keeping keeping the at least their memory alive and trying to it ties into the the cultural perspective on death that it's not something scary it's just something natural and part of life so the first and second there might there are places that would have some celebratory things that are fun and light but a lot of places traditionally just do the more private cemetery family oriented things you eat with your family um, another one of actually we we're talking about the traditions and one of my favorite traditions that I remember growing up is um, and this is going to sound morbid as well but I think it's just part of it um, the calaveras the the word calavera means skull but the tradition is it means uh, an epitaph uh, like a the part that you write on a tombstone you know but they're funny so they're kind of like roasts for your living friends and family. So in our home, we would write these for everyone in our family and like celebrities or people, other people, usually celebrities. Um, my mom was actually really good at this. So they, they were really funny. Um, and I remember doing that and I think it just took away like the fear of death. So I didn't grow up really feeling like death was something scary because we had fun with it. Um, but I know for some people that seems morbid or going to the cemeteries to eat over the graves. Um, and with that, with the cemeteries in Mexico, like our relatives would actually light candle, like they put little candle from the cemetery, from the grave to their homes because it like lights the path so that the tradition is that on the first and second, the souls of the, of your deceased loved ones can come back and spend the day with you. Like they're allowed back. So people will light the paths to the home. Um, here in the U.S., I don't know if people do that. I've never seen it. Um, ourselves, we we didn't grow up doing that because our loved ones who had passed were in Mexico, so it wouldn't. It it just wasn't really an option. But the first person to pass in my lifetime was my grandfather, and he did live here in the U.S. And we didn't we didn't do that. We just kind of did the altares in our homes and visited the cemetery and took flowers, just more maybe the kind of an American tradition of, you know, because it, it's not a common thing here. But in Mexico, yes, it's very common. You, you eat at the cemetery. It's it's almost like the party is happening at the cemetery and other people are there too. It fills up, you know, people are, um, you know, gathering with their loved ones and having meals and yeah. So it would be celebrated differently if your loved ones are buried in Mexico and you're celebrating it here. So it has to be different 
but if you have loved ones here buried in the U.S., maybe there there are people who go and celebrate there. I don't know. We've never done that. We've just taken flowers. It sounds like such a wonderful way of taking, of making something that seems scary, taking, you know, death how it seems so scary and making it not scary. And from the very beginning, you know, if you're growing up this way, it kind of takes away that fear of death. Yeah, I think that that's the main thing is that it's very, it's, it's a different perspective. Um, when I have talked to my students about Dia de los Muertos, I used to teach high school and that's when it would come up a little more often, but the students often responded very positively to the Mexican viewpoint on death because maybe not everybody wants to treat death as something taboo and scary. And I feel like in American culture, at least publicly, there is this different treatment. You know, people people have told me even that they don't feel comfortable talking about their loved ones after they've passed. Like it's sort of taboo or they feel like it's not appropriate. But that's not a that's definitely opposite of the Mexican viewpoint. We talk about our loved ones. Sometimes I know this is going to sound again morbid, but sometimes we talk about them like they're still here um, in a very (laughs) real way. (laughs) Um, Sometimes not. Sometimes it's like, oh, yeah, well, when they were alive, you know, or your grandfather loved this or I for me, for example, this is this is one that's, um, you know, personal is that. The thing I remember the most about my grandfather is his laugh. So if I hear somebody who laughs like him, I usually will comment something like, that's my grandfather's laugh, or I heard my grandfather laugh, that kind of thing. So I think that it is definitely a very different viewpoint. But like you said, we grew up not thinking of this as something scary. So even the details of when we talk about it, they seem morbid by comparison, but they're not morbid to us. Um, And I think that a lot of people actually find it very comforting. I think once people learn about it, there is something kind of comforting about it, especially after somebody has lost a loved one. I find myself feeling like the perspective is helpful and it's, um, it's comforting. You know, my family lost a lot of people in 2020 and um, we had a lot of relatives who passed even younger people. And I think that making the altar for them and remembering them in that way is a connection and it helps, you know, it's, I think it's comforting. Absolutely. And I think that seems like something that like, at least in the US kind of we attribute I, or I think a lot of people attribute the Day of the Dead with celebrations and kind of all this, these fun, exciting things. But it's important for them to understand what the meaning truly is. And it's remembering the loved ones and having and feeling connected to them in a, in a sort of a way. And I think that's important oh, yeah, for people absolutely. to understand. Yeah, it is. It really is. The connection is really important. Um, one of the things I appreciated about the two, there were two recent cartoon films, um, Coco and The Book of Life that came out a few years back with, um, you know, in English, they're cartoon, they're for American audiences. And one of the things that I appreciated about it is the storylines were interesting, but they also somehow made the feeling of Day of the Dead. They, they tapped into that sort of uh, this 
beautiful connection with the ancestors that I, I thought that was really important that they do that because that really captured sort of the, the nuanced meanings or the viewpoint, I guess, is the viewpoint of this holiday. And do you think those types of kind of pop culture have increased the popularity of Day of the Dead in the U.S.? Yeah, absolutely. I think that at least it made people more curious about it. Um, but yeah, I mean, as somebody who teaches, um, I'm not teaching Spanish language courses, but I do teach in Spanish. And so sometimes these things come up still, even in my linguistics classes. And I think it's definitely increased knowledge and popularity and people will look into it. They'll ask more about it. I think it's definitely made it um yeah, more known, really. Yeah, it's popularized it, like you said. And in the right way. Like, I feel like it. those movies have done it in a very appropriate way. You feel sort of the comfort of it and not the scary horror film kind of approach. <laughs> right, right. And especially no. for, for little kids when it's kind of it, some of those things, like especially at Coco, it's kind of an introduction to death for many of them. And so for them to see it, in this way, maybe, you know, like we were already talking about, kind of takes the fear out of it. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. That was Tanya Flores, Assistant Professor of World Languages and Cultures. For more information about the University of Utah College of Humanities, please visit humanities.utah.edu.